everyone, and welcome to the Tidewad Tech, Episode 20, Google Apps Part 4, for the week of November 11th, 2010. This week, we'll conclude our series of podcasts on Google Apps with a look at the Apps Marketplace and a couple of our favorite add-ons to Google Apps. We've been using it for almost a year now. We started piloting it around this time last year and experimenting with uh, use in the classroom and and what we like and what we don't like. And uh, So we're just going to share with you some of the add-ons, some of the things that we consider essential. Some of them are free, some of them are not. Uh, And uh, we'll mention the extensibility of Google Apps, and and we'll get uh, into all of that uh, in a minute. But first, I wanted to mention, for those of you who are uh, listening... um, through our regular uh, podcast download channels. Uh, not only are we live streaming today, but we're live video streaming today. It's the uh, first time we've ever done that. Uh, I'm experimenting with some technology. Um, not entirely happy with the way things are, but I've got some cool things in the works uh, uh, that I think are going to be great. And once I get all that sorted out, I'll uh, share with you uh, how it goes. And uh, so if any of you are interested in um, video, uh, when we do our live streams, we'll be, uh, we'll be recording those pretty much from now on, and hopefully they'll get better as time goes on. Uh, we will see about uh, releasing those um, later. Uh, that's an issue. You know, we already mentioned last week our bandwidth usage was going up. We had video to that. It's going to be five times as much. Right, and then there's the issue of uh, if you decide to uh, edit it at all, then uh, there's more time investment uh, with the editing and everything else. So, yeah, we'll see. But for now, just to have the stream is kind of cool. So if you want to pop in and see uh, what we look like when we're uh, doing these recordings, uh, you get a chance to do that. Yeah, I'm I'm not really sure why you would want to, but if you do, there you go. So um, uh, today, just to let you know what we're using, I'm using a tool called ManyCam, M-A-N-Y-C-A-M, and uh, it allows you to use uh, multiple uh, camera inputs and have those show up as one device in whatever tool you want to use. So you could use it with Skype or whatever. We're using it with uh, uh, Ustream. And so I've got a camera on Sean and a camera on me, and I'm just sort of manually clicking back and forth uh, every once in a while. So uh, that's how that goes. And I've uh, uh, got some more advanced tools um, uh, in the future, hopefully. Uh, we just didn't have time to pull it all together today. Uh, so uh, anyway, we'll talk uh, more about that um, as time goes on. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, also, I wanted to mention we've got some. Uh, we've been lining up some some outstanding guests coming up in the future. Um, we've got two uh, uh, really cool shows coming up. Um, in the next couple of weeks, we're we're still schedule, uh, lining up some scheduling. But uh, Sean and I have been talking about you know the concept of digital citizenship for a while now, and uh, we've made contact with a couple of people who've actually written books on the subject, and uh, uh, they've graciously agreed to come and uh, and join us. And so, uh, uh, you want to name drop those, Sean, or, or wait? Uh, we can uh, maybe save that for uh, maybe the week before. We'll, we'll try to put that teaser out t- in a timely manner. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, certainly. Some uh, some heavyweights on the subject, I would have to say. So we're very excited to to get them, and uh, you know, as, these are people who have uh, published books and things. So uh, trying to line up just you know scheduling those interviews uh, can be a challenge sometimes. So uh, who knows? We may be doing a late night interview or uh, a weekend interview or something like that. But uh, yeah, one of those uh, uh, guests that we were trying to line up is. Uh, 
like next week is in Washington D.C. testifying before Congress or something like that. Yeah, uh, something crazy, <laughs> so, right? You know yeah. why kids should be able to you know use right. Facebook or something? So, I don't know. So he's like, yeah, I'd love to do it, but uh, I'm 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 in Washington in front of the government next week, so we'll have to do that another time. But anyway, um, <clears throat> also. For our Thanksgiving episode, uh, for those of you in the U.S., uh, Thanksgiving is uh, the fourth uh, week of November uh, every year, and uh, that's uh, fourth Thursday in November. And since we typically release on Thursday, um, Sean and I are not going to come up here and do a podcast for you during our Thanksgiving week. So right. <laughs> we'll be recording that uh, um Ahead of time, and uh, most of you will in the U.S. Of course, will have the day off, and and uh, uh, probably won't be uh, listening to podcasts anyway. So it's uh, we're not taking the week off. Uh, we're just giving you a, sort of a special point five. It's it's something that's uh, not going to be uh, classroom tech oriented or ed tech oriented, but uh, we're talking with uh, another guest, and uh, we'll mention him uh, probably later. I think I'm going to hold it for now. Okay. Um, and uh but another guest who uh has a, an entire podcast network uh no it's not Leo Laporte uh but <laughs> another guest who has an entire podcast network a series of shows and uh uh is making a living doing podcasting of course for us it's just a a hobby um but uh we'll be talking with him and and uh, comparing notes and it'll be a podcast on podcasting yes i know we already had a show called a podcast on podcasting so uh, i'm going to have to come up with something uh better to call this one but uh, i think well. it'll be fun this guy, you know, as a podcaster, he's a quasi celebrity. So, uh, just the fact that, you know, we can get him on and, uh, and chit chat with him is going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, I do also want to interject that if you, uh, are for some reason listening to us on Thanksgiving, uh, you need to stop and reexamine your life. So, <laughs> we just throw that in there. Well, that's not fair. We have, we have, uh, people outside the U.S. It's not a holiday for them. Well, that is true. That there, is true. There are people who have to work on Thanksgiving. Okay, so I'll, I'll revise that statement. If you live in the United States. <laughs> no, there, there are people who have to work, and they might be sitting there listening to a podcast. Yes, or maybe you know. for some religious re- reason right. don't observe Thanksgiving. Or Yes, I know. <laughs> you don't want the entire electric cooperative to take the day off right. for Thanksgiving. You know, you, there's going to be some people around. But anyway, enough of that. Uh, I just want to throw out a quick uh, thanks. Uh, last week, I put up a donate button on the website, and uh, people have already donated, and I appreciate that. And uh, so I'm just going to mention that uh, that it's out there, and uh, and thank you very much for your contributions. Uh, you may have thought they are small, but to me, they're huge, and so we appreciate that. Absolutely. And Sean's got a, a couple of uh, a special guest or two in his life this week, and he wanted to mention them. Yeah, well, they just uh, flew in today, and uh, the only reason I really feel like I might need to mention it because if you if you hear the stress in my voice <laughs> all over over the course of the next month or so, uh, the in laws flew into town uh, just today, as you know, just a few hours before we started recording this. Uh, so uh, yeah, they should be at the house when I get home, and uh, uh, it's always great to great to see them and everything but uh, i think as it is with any visitor to your home you know after so long you're kind of like uh you know what was it ben franklin said fish and house guests smell after three days <laughs> right <laughs> so as much as i love them i know they'll never hear this but uh uh yeah it, you know it'll probably be a stressful month as we've just got extra bodies in the house and you know uh, uh having to 
peace out shower time and everything else. So. <laughs> well, that so. plus that whole new baby thing. Yeah, that, that oh, makes it yeah. difficult. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, it's funny how, how quickly a new baby will draw the in-laws in from out of state. <laughs> that's right. so. Yeah, we, we haven't come to visit in, in 10 years. Oh, you got a baby? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll come see you. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, I guess on with the show then. So, right? moving right along, the, uh, the first uh, tip we wanted to mention, uh, the first add-on. Well, first, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Google Apps Marketplace. If you're a Google Apps user, uh, you have probably seen uh, the Marketplace in in your dashboard, uh, but you may not have uh, paid a lot of attention to it because you know you're not uh, you're, you're busy going about your job and you kind of see that and that's there. It's it's relatively new. The last uh, few well since since we started using it, we've been using it uh, less than a year and it's come along since then. Uh, but Google opened up an API for other people to add things to their. Uh, Google Apps uh, infrastructure and called it the Google Apps Marketplace. And while it is a marketplace uh, in name, it is not uh, not everything there costs money. Right. Uh, but the neat thing about the Google Apps Marketplace is the integration with it. Once you've walked, see, now I can use my hands and people can see it. Oh. Well, some people will see it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, things can integrate with it. Uh, there's a single sign-on. You log into Google Apps, and uh, that also logs you into these other services. Uh, and so uh, one of the ones that uh, I wanted to start out with is one that we've already mentioned in two previous episodes, actually, and that's aviary.com. Yeah. Uh, and uh, aviary is, uh, uh, just to refresh your uh, memory, is a uh, um, an online suite of tools for uh, photo editing and uh, creation of, of both raster and vector graphics and uh, audio creation and editing. So... Uh, um, uh, we did. Uh, we covered them in um, Starving Artist and Ragamuffin Rockstars in both those episodes, uh, three and eight. Yeah, and I think it also might it was probably mentioned uh, in one of the Moodle ones or Google. What was yeah, it? What, I'm not sure. We're we're yeah. big fans of Aviary. That is a free service. At, um, I don't think there even is a paid option. I'm pretty sure it's it's all free at this point. Uh, but uh, it's a great service. It plugs right in. And one of the neat things about Aviary is, um, uh, like all the other Google apps, when you when you sign on and create these things, say you're in your Gmail um, and you've got your up at the top, the mail, calendar, documents, sites, those links up at the top, you've got a, the more button. Well, now under more, you get these Google Apps things. So you've got Aviary. You click there. You go straight to the Aviary interface. You don't log into anything. It's just there. Right. Uh, you create your documents or your uh, uh, podcast or whatever you want to do. And when you save it, it's saved in your Google Apps documents. So it's right there with everything else. There's a folder that gets automatically created called Aviary. So in that regard, it's uh, it's a really uh, handy, seamless way to do it. And so you can roll out these really advanced uh, um, photo editing and audio editing tools at no cost and no additional effort. You simply check a box and say, add to my domain. Yeah, and uh, I also think it's uh, it's worth noting, even though we're we're talking in the context of uh, Google, is that uh, Aviary also has its own standalone site. So if you're not a Google user, uh, if you do want to check out the Aviary tools, which is I think I first came across it maybe 18 months or two years ago, uh, and was really shocked because the first time I saw it, it was it very was high quality. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it it really rivals uh, GIMP. I think. Uh, 
uh, not quite there, but, uh, you know, for, for the average user, everything that you're going to need is there. Uh, so, uh, even if you're, if you're not a Google user and you're interested in aviary, uh, you know, check it out at, uh, I believe it's aviary.com. Aviary.com. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just awesome. When I heard they were integrating that into Google apps, uh, well, we were just excited. Yeah. And, uh, it works well. Um, and the next one is, is not a free one, but it's one that, uh, for our implementation was crucial to the uptake of Google Docs. Um, if you're replacing um, Microsoft Office, and that's what most of us will be replacing uh, or hoping to replace with Google Docs. Absolutely. Um, you've got to have... Uh, a a slideshow creation utility, you know, right? Um, you can say the word. Well, you got to have an. Well, <laughs> you've got to have an. I don't want to say equivalent to PowerPoint because nothing is equivalent to PowerPoint. Right? PowerPoint is in a league all its own. Uh, it's 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 an incredibly powerful uh, piece of uh, software, uh, not just as uh, a document, uh, a slideshow creation tool, but I mean, it's a development platform. It's an animation platform. It, yeah. it, uh, there are amazing things you can do with PowerPoint if you really dig into it. Um, and part of my um, lamenting about uh, um, What's what did I just slide Power, uh, PowerPoint, PowerPoint? There we go. Uh, <laughs> in the past, is that um, because it can do so much, people do that much with it, and so you look at a uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you look at a a slideshow that's got animations flying in all over the place and and transitions, all that sort of stuff. No, really, that's not what those tools are about. Those tools are designed for um, bullet points behind a speaker. Right. Right. And if, and so a lot of the other tools out there that are, are quote unquote equivalents to it are just that. For example, uh, Impress in Open Office, um, doesn't have all that fancy stuff because it's by design. It, they want you to keep it simple. The focus should be on the speaker, right? He's the, right. the reason you're there. If, if everything's in your PowerPoint, you don't need the speaker. You can just send the PowerPoint to people and have them look at it. And, uh, teachers, I'm looking at you. Teachers. <laughs> do not stand in the front of the class and read your slides. Never, never, never do that. Right. It's ridiculous. And that goes for any speaker, really. Yeah. I mean, how many speakers, even at uh, at conferences, you see that all the time. Uh, yeah, just just hilarious. But, you know, uh, you say a quote very often uh, with regards to PowerPoint and other such tools. Uh, I'm guilty of doing it with Excel is uh, if all you have is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. That's right. That's so, right. <laughs> yeah, we see a lot of that with PowerPoint. So I'm reluctant to say that uh, anything is a is a, a equivalent to PowerPoint, but uh, you need a good uh, presentation creation tool. And um and what would that be, Mark? Uh, uh, Google Docs has its own uh, presentation uh, tool in it. I forget what they call it. Um, I think they just call it presentation. Um, but oh yeah, uh, that's it's horrible. It's not very good. Yeah. Um, and it'll it'll kind of almost get the job done if all you want is the bullet points and you don't want anything pretty. That works pretty well. But a tool that we use, and I think I've mentioned before on the show, is SlideRocket, slideRocket.com. Um, and it is uh, the beauty and simplicity of of uh, HyperStudio. No, that's not what – what's the one on the Mac? I'm blanking on the one on the Mac. Oh, I, don't, I have um, no idea. 
Anyway, it's 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 got that Mac-like um, uh, gloss to it. It's very uh, refined in that respect, and it's got some of some of the power of PowerPoint. It's uh, a lot. It's really advanced. Uh, dropping uh, audio and, and video in is is really simple. Uh, yeah. Importing uh, like YouTube videos is is a one-click process. Um, <clears throat> you can uh, click a button and. Um, uh, Search Flickr for your images, and there's even a checkbox there for only Creative Commons uh, flagged things, so you know that everything there is is legal and, and available for you to use. Uh, so um, it's it's a really good tool for creating um, uh, documents. Everything is online; you don't download anything, so there's none of these issues of of um, taking a PowerPoint on a on a, a USB drive and getting there and finding out that their fonts are different than yours, or they don't have the right version of PowerPoint on it, or you don't have to mess with the pack and go or any of that stuff. Um, <clears throat> it's just everything is online, and you view it online, and you create it online. But bandwidth. Something you have to consider there. Yeah, it is. It is a bit of a bandwidth hog for sure. Um, but anyway, check out Slide Rocket. Like I said, it is not uh, a free tool. It's one that we paid for. And uh, for our uh, situation, we have. Uh, I think it was uh, five hundred to a thousand users was was that size. They have a range of like a hundred to two hundred users or whatever. Uh, and then it's like five hundred to a thousand is is where we fell in. And it cost us about a thousand dollars a year for that. Uh, now that's. Moderately steep, but when you compare it to other tools, Office, which you know runs three hundred bucks each, right. if, you, if you pay retail, nobody pays retail for Office though. Uh, <clears throat> it's it's not it's not terribly expensive, and you know our case, roughly two dollars per user per year, um, and uh, um, it's it's a great tool, and it was one of those things that helped drive the adoption. The teachers looked at that and said, "Okay, this is a tool I can use," and and they didn't feel like they were missing out on the the features of PowerPoint. Yeah, it's uh, it's been funny. Just this, I mean, this is really our first school year, uh, having everybody exposed to these tools, and uh, it's amazing how many slide rocket presentations I'm seeing now. So uh, the adoption, I mean, we really haven't pushed it at all. We just kind of said, "Hey, here it is. It's out there." And uh, they're using it all over the place, so I was really surprised with that. How how easily they moved over to that uh, to Slide Rocket. Now there are some issues with Slide Rocket, some things that aren't aren't great about it. Um, uh, one of which uh, Sean already mentioned, it's a bandwidth hog. It it uh, uh, because it's big, uh, uh, it's flash files for one thing. Everything is a flash file. You're creating a flash file um, as you do it. You're working with their flash editor. So if you're somebody who doesn't like flash, um, you know Slide Rocket isn't for you. If you're right. um, if you're working on a device that does not support Flash, I won't mention any popular devices out there today that don't hmm. support Flash, but if you happen to be working on some mobile computing platform that doesn't support Flash, uh, then you're kind of out of luck. You're not going to be able to use uh, Slide Rocket at I all. wonder what that could be. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. Uh, are there any? No, surely there's yeah, not I any. don't know. Nobody I mean, would do who, that. Who would make such a device? Uh, and sharing is a bit weird. Um there is shared access 
sort of you can you can create a group but it's not as easy as, as google doc sharing and the and the simultaneous editing uh well the fact that you just have to even you have to publish it first has caught right. a lot of people well up. No, not necessarily i'm talking about for collaboration for working oh, yeah. on it the yeah. same way you can do that before you publish it but it's like when you're locking on a slide uh, working on a slide that slide is locked and your collaborators can work on another slide but you can't get to the slides they're working on and they can't get to the ones you're working on it's a little clunky in that regard but it does do it. You can put a group of students uh, on a task and say create a slideshow and they can work on it all together. They have to create their sort of own ad hoc group. Somebody who has to create it and then share it with everybody else. And then once that's done, you have to make it public, publish it, and then you get a URL that you can send everybody to and so there's no there's no handing it to somebody you send them a URL uh, there is however a uh, desktop presenter uh, it's an Adobe Air app that you can download and it will cache the files locally on your machine so you can uh, with some preparation you can download cache your document and then use it offline so if your bandwidth uh, if you're going to a place where bandwidth is an issue um, you can have that handy, and if you don't have internet access, you can still do your shows, uh, your slideshow. So you're not locked into just doing it online all the time. Yeah, and I think that's a great option if you're going anywhere that you're not used to and you're just really not sure. Go ahead and do that, and you know, if anything, just as a backup. So uh, it's right. great that it has that. Uh, if any of you um, looked at the video I put on our website of the uh, webinar that I did uh, for the uh, New York State something organization. I forgot what it was. Sure, uh, they're going to appreciate that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it was a while ago. But that was a slide rocket sh- slideshow that I did. And so you get a, a feel for what that is. But anyway, it's um, one of my favorite Excuse me. <laughs> Choked up. Yeah. It's one of my favorite add-ons to uh, um, Google, Google Apps. Apps. There we go. Wow. Brain's yeah. just not in it's, gear today. It's Friday, It's right? Friday yeah. afternoon. Yeah. Right. Um, and then uh, the next one uh, I know uh, is is sort of an odd little admin one, but also it has end-user um, benefits too. It's called Sherpa Tools um, and it's free for education. So if you have an ad account, they'll add that to it free. Sherpa, S-H-E-R-P-A uh, and then tools. Um, and one of the things that Google Docs doesn't give you is a browsable uh, directory of users. You can create a group and you can publish groups, but there's no way for somebody to just say, where who is who is in our Google Apps account? Who who is in our domain? Sherpa Tools allows you to do that. You can simply click a button and publish um, a browsable list that anybody can go to. Again, and they go to a little more option, click Sherpa Tools, and they can they can browse through. Now you can exempt people from it as well. Um, it also lets you um, uh, modify access controls easier, uh, uh, more easily. So, um, like in Google Docs, for example, there is admin user and everybody else. So if you've got somebody who you want to have uh, access access to some features, but not to make them a full admin user, you can't really do that. Sherpa Tools gives you that ability. You can give somebody the ability to just, for example, create accounts, but not do anything else. <clears throat> So pretty, that's a pretty cool stuff. Yeah, a cool little add-on, and also lets you manipulate accounts. You can add people in mass to groups. That's things. That's a thing that uh, Google Docs is is kind of short on. If you want to add somebody to a group, you've got to go to the group and manually type them in there. Um, uh, Sherpa Tools enhances that, so it's really an enhancement to the back end sort of stuff. But what the end users see is really that that directory. 
is, is their tool. Right. And if you're, uh, well, like Outlook users is the first thing I really think of. If, you know, people who are used to using Outlook and able to just uh, pull up that entire company directory, uh, are going to appreciate that quite a bit. All right. And the next one, um, I'm going to let Sean mention this one because just because just because okay i'll I'll jump in here with pixatel p-i-x-e-t-e-l-l uh pixatel is basically uh i don't know if you're uh, out there familiar with maybe cam studio or camtasia or all these screen capture and video capture uh softwares but uh it basically it allows you it sees your webcam allows you to uh record quick things you know uh as a tech it's uh it seems like a great tool where i can pop in there and 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 create a really quick tutorial uh teachers obviously and we have had teachers already using it for this function uh it, it just uh putting out their own little tutorial on something uh the reason i say little is because uh you can only record in the free version uh 2 minute max length video so uh you got to really punch it in there quick you know uh you're not going to cover a, a con uh complex concept uh, like saying complex concept. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's its one drawback, but it's really, it's a, it's a neat tool because, uh, it, it just literally installs like a little pull down bar, uh, in your screen. And, uh, of course, it doesn't have to be there, but it's kind of nice. I just have it off to the side. And if I want to use it, I can just, uh, click on it and, uh, start recording very quickly. Um, so that's, uh, that's the great part. Uh, does require a desktop app to be installed so that's a little bit of a drawback i guess when compared to a lot of the other google apps tools Uh, let me jump into this next part because this this was the conversation i had uh so we found this tool a teacher came to us and said we want to uh some of the computers we have uh have built-in uh webcams any laptop today is probably gonna have a built-in webcam and the teacher said we want to use these uh what what's a tool we can use and i found pixatel and and found it. It was, it's really cool. It's pretty easy to use. Uh, again, you got to do that installation thing. And that installation is per user. So if the next person sits down and logs on, even if the person, uh, before them had you had installed it, they've got to install it again. So that, that's got some issues there. Um, <clears throat> but then. I thought, well, she likes it, and oh, and the storage was limited. I don't, uh, I don't think you mentioned that one. I forget what it yeah, is, but I'd, you can't store much on the free version at all. Right. So it's two minutes, and you can only share it with I think uh, like twelve people, and then the store is really limited. Uh, so I, I contacted contacted the company and said, you know, how much is it going to cost? I've got, uh, you know, about uh, six hundred users, and their number was like eight million dollars. Um, it was it was insanely stupid. Yeah, I, I don't remember what it was, but it might as well have been eight million dollars. It was literally like uh, four fifths of my annual budget uh, for this one tool, and and I wrote them back and just blasted. I said that's not even within the realm of reality. I can't even have this conversation with you at that price. That is yeah. insane. Um, and to their credit, they wrote back and said, well, you know, maybe we can work a deal. Let's, let's see what this is. And, and they said, you know, we've got, uh, um, hosting costs that we have to deal with and bandwidth costs. And, you know, we can't give it away for free. I said, well, I don't care. Honestly, that's not my problem. Um, but the price you're quoting me is without just out, outstanding out, outside the realm of a possibility for almost any institution. Um, oh yeah, well and let's just let's just put it this way is there is there's much better alternatives out there 
even pay for alternatives. Right. You know, there's other things that you can install and, uh, you know, pay twenty, thirty, forty dollars per seat for. And this was well over that, I believe. Uh, so, uh, I'm, when we heard the amount, and I wish I could remember what the dollar amount was, but the first thing I thought of was, how are these guys going to stay in business? And I think perhaps they're not. Yeah. So, so maybe we're uh, Pixatel a little bit tongue in cheek, but it is pretty cool. I mean, yeah, for you, the free version, if you, it's very limited and you don't need to do much, it's quick and dirty and it works really well. Yeah. Uh, I will go ahead and say, and I'll put this in the show notes, the tool that we used uh, to do what you need to do is called BB Flashback Express. Uh, yes. And it's a tool that there's a free version and a paid version and and the free version is limited but not as limited and does the job for what we needed to do yeah absolutely uh i came across that one i guess probably uh again a couple of years ago and uh to do some uh tutorials and things and loved it and the free version gives you all the basics you need you can capture your webcam and your your desktop portion of your desktop whatever and you can record to your heart's desire so uh bb flashback express i guess we'll just say that's a freebie today right yeah and that uh saves and i think uh avi format and then you have to convert that to flash if you want to use it uh on a website or something but right um and we should mention since we're just throwing bb flashback express out there is that it is not a google Apps at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just, I just thought I'd mention that since we had mentioned why we didn't stick with Pixatel. But uh, Pixatel is fine um, if you just want something quick and dirty. Uh, it's in the vein of uh, what's that site that just went away? 12seconds.com. Right. Uh, where you could record something for 12 seconds. If you want, if. Um, you're an English teacher and uh, the assignment is to express a thought briefly and you've got two minutes to make your persuasive argument, uh, Pixatel is a good way to do that because at two minutes is going to cut them off. Yeah, and the integration is is really nicely done. It's clean. Uh, it's stupid easy to use. So, uh, you know, aside from cost and uh, the drawbacks with the limited version, uh, it, you know, it'd be awesome. So, all right. Uh, I think that pretty much covers it. I mean, go check out the uh, Google Apps Marketplace. Uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that we could probably say is not tightwad approved. Right. There are a lot of things out there that are, are not free, and, and there are a lot of things that are, are uh, free. And and if you're more enterprise-ready, uh, if you need uh, uh, Active Directory integration, you know, I've already talked about how we did that using Moodle, and that uh, worked well for us. But if you don't uh, want to do that, there are people out there who will set all that up for you, and that all happens through the, the Google Google Apps Marketplace, and it's a, it's just a neat, and it's like I said, it's it's very new within a, uh, a six or eight months new, right? And things are being added uh, regularly, so um, <clears throat> the uh, the value of it will improve as time goes on. Absolutely. Yeah, I imagine that a year or two from now we'll probably be revisiting this because we've found four or five other tools along the way. So right, and uh, we'll probably just mention them as. as as we find them, uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that's pretty much our wrap up of Google Apps. It's been uh, uh, four episodes. Uh, we talked about the installation and the, the integration, and and uh, talked about how it's being used in the classroom. And this was just a little uh, sort of tag on the end of it. This will be a, uh, a slightly shorter than usual uh, episode. Um, so we'll just move right into the uh, uh, tips of the week. And yeah. and for this week, my uh, tech tip of the week is a tool that. Uh, um, is a is a very uh sort sort of esoteric sort of thing you're not going to use it often but when you need it it's really handy oh yeah it's a lifesaver right. i like this one and the two uh the 
tool is simply called Display Changer. And again, I'll have the link uh, in the show notes uh, when, when we put it up there. And all Display Changer does is uh, Windows only. It takes the screen resolution uh, of of a system or the color settings or anything that you can change through that control panel. It sets them. It runs an application. When that application is done, it sets them back the way they were. Right. It's a very simple thing, but where we ran into it was here in Texas. Uh, we have uh, a standardized online testing system. That is used for a number of different things and is continuing to to grow, uh, and it's released uh, by Pearson, um, a company nobody likes, but the state keeps yep. buying stuff from them. How wonderful is that software, <laughs> yeah, anyways? Yeah. Uh, craptastic. Uh, that's craptastic. That is a perfect word um, for it. <laughs> so, but anyway, it only runs at a specific screen resolution, uh, and I think it's ten twenty four by seven sixty eight with uh, two hundred fifty six colors. I mean, it's it's that specific. Right. And so we've got, uh, you know, 17 inch widescreen monitors on all of our computers that run at, uh, like 1154 by 816 or whatever. I forget what that is, but right. it's, uh, it's not a, a really standard resolution. It's not 1024 by 768. Or we have some older computers with smaller monitors that might still be at 800 by 600. Not an option. Just won't run. And yeah. I mean, will not run. You click the icon and the system says, I'm sorry, you don't have the right screen resolution. You can't take this test that the state requires you to take. Bye-bye. Right. <laughs> and I imagine, you know, and I've, I've heard, uh, similar comments from districts talking about having to move kids, you know, for testing into this one particular lab or something. And I imagine that that's probably, uh, part of the reason. Right. So what you can do with uh, Display Changer is write a simple uh, batch file or script or however you like to do that sort of thing. Uh, you could even um, do it with just really a shortcut because you, you give it the command line and then the file you want it to run. And so you replace your whatever your shortcut is that you want to with, with uh, the Display Changer shortcut instead. And, and it works. It just, right. it just does that one thing and that's it. So it... Uh, um, Changes the screen resolution, runs the app. When the app closes, changes screen resolution back. Very simple, but when you need it, it's going to be a lifesaver. Yeah, and the end user has no idea what's going on, so uh, it just does does what it does, like you said, and beautiful. Yeah, I love apps that stay out of the way, and, and Display Changer is one that does that. And, of course, free. Uh, I don't believe it's open source, but it is a, a no-cost tool. Yeah, awesome one. Uh, I'm going to jump in there. I guess this is might be oldie but goodie week. Uh, for, for our tips uh, I'm going to jump in there with GraphCalc and uh, Mark and I were talking about GraphCalc because we were surprised that it's taken us this long to mention it uh, I don't know how long have you been using GraphCalc here Mark I know it predates me uh, a couple years yeah yeah uh, uh, GraphCalc is the ultimate Windows graphing calculator and that's a quote from the site so uh, but uh, it, I, I'll say we we have it here and uh teachers are using it and uh and love it uh so it's great to have uh, uh free it's gpl license so uh, uh you know even better than free right uh it's uh it's old it's been around uh 2003 was the last uh, update in that what you said right that's yeah. the last released update it's no longer actually being developed uh did a little homework on it today just in prep for the show it was kind of interesting that uh uh one of the co-founders Mike Arison uh is now a high school math teacher and I did confirm he actually is still uh teaching in high school so uh high school math and computer applications teacher in Pennsylvania so uh he went on from a lot of uh, computer science related uh, uh 
positions and actually ended up in teaching. So, and uh, so you could you could talk talk about the fact that it hasn't been updated in a while and say, well, that's old software, but. I, I've got a calculator I bought in college, and it still crunches numbers. Yeah, you don't have to hook you know. it up and get an update, uh, and that's basically it. I mean, we've we've been using it. Here it is, 2010, and we don't ever get a teacher that says, well, GraphCalc just uh, doesn't do this or doesn't do this right or whatever. Right. And it, it's just that. It's, uh, it, it graphs calculations you know it's it's a graphing we have uh uh i don't know if other states use this sort of thing but in, in texas the the uh big yellow ti 99 calculators are, are very popular i don't know if it's 99 i think i might have made that up but texas instruments calculators um and they're school bus yellow so you know if you ever see one of those somebody stole it right uh, if you see a school bus <laughs> yellow calculator at a college or out somewhere else somebody stole that from a public school because ti only sells them to uh to school districts and only in that 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 color um but uh, you're required as part of our uh, that state mandated testing you're required to provide a student with a calculator when they take that test um and those things are expensive uh, yes very expensive and we have even some um rather complex contraptions so that you can take that calculator and hook it up to um, a projector or to your whiteboard software and, and annotate with it and, and do that sort of thing. Um, and so you have the expensive calculator, the expensive adapter that makes that calculator hook up to your uh, projector or GraphCalc, open source, free, done. Right. And, you know, in our type of environment where we've got a, a computer in front of every student, then uh, it, it's just it's a great thing. Right. Uh, it, here in the high school, there's really no need to buy any more calculators. So a uh, uh, huge, huge money saver if uh, if you can do it right or set it up in a lab or however you want to work it. So, uh, yeah, graph calc. Uh, oh, let me look just graph calc dot com. Yeah, I was going to double check that and see yeah, graph calc dot com. So uh, go check it out. Uh, download it and try it out. And if you don't like it, you know, it, you didn't cost you anything. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the interface is a little Spartan, you know, I mean, uh, coming from back in 03. Uh, so uh, that'd be neat to see somebody go in into the source code and maybe just update the, the look and feel of it. It is open source. Anybody could do that. Yeah. So uh, any of you hacker types out there who might want to do that, you can. Yeah. But then again, I don't think I've ever seen a sexy calculator. You know, calculators by design are, are pretty Spartan tools. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, true. That's true. So, um, that's all. Lost, that's all, folks. No, there, <laughs> you there have was more a on graph calc. There was a thought in my brain, and it left me. You're really showing the Friday today. I'm sorry. I, I'm, you know, I'm not. Haven't been feeling well. I'm tired. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, dog ate my homework. Any other excuses <laughs> I can come up with. Uh, so anyway, I guess I'll just leave it at that. Uh, uh, great tool out there, uh, Display Changer and GraphCalc. Uh, we love them both. And um, so I guess this is where I'll say, Sean, where can people find us if they want to find more about us online? I believe they could check out thetightwadtech.com. Wow. That sounds like a really great name for a website. It really is. I like it. And what yeah. would they find there if they went to that website? Well, if they went there, they'd find all kinds of neat forums and uh, posts, updates on the show, and uh, they could listen to the shows there and uh, make some friends and just uh, hang out, chat with us if they want. You know, we keep the chat room open all day long uh, for the most part. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, great way to interact with us, find out more information, get, uh, you know, a rundown of all the shows. Uh, recently, we've had a number of people who seem to have just come across us that are running down through the 
the shows and listening to them. And uh, so we're getting fresh comments on shows that we did months ago, and uh, that's fun to watch. So. Right. So uh, at that site is, uh, uh, of course, you can subscribe to our, our feed from there. But if you're listening to this, you probably already have subscribed to our feed. Right. Uh, but you can also go back and listen to all the shows. They're all uh, the show notes for every episode that we've ever done are there in a, in a blog format with a, a little play button that you can listen to. Um, uh, we have a, our community there of, of uh, growing people. We have forums that are that are uh, increasingly more active as time goes by. Uh, but also, if you would like to, if you're a social networking sort of person, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter, facebook.com slash the tightwad tech or twitter.com slash the tightwad tech. Um, and, uh, had you been on one of those, you would have been alerted that we were doing our very first ever video live broadcast today and you could have joined us. Um, and you would have seen the uh, uh, the fluffy kitten face and the big bushy eyebrows I put on Sean when he wasn't looking. Oh no! Did you really? I, did. I, really did. I gotta I gotta say, ah, video is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> See now that's not fair. See I don't have any controls. <laughs> that's right. I'm the guy behind the big desk there. All right. Well, uh, great show. It's nice that it was kind of short considering it was a Friday, so I'm ready to go home. <laughs> All right. And so uh, thanks for joining us, and, and we look forward to uh, uh, seeing you around in our community, in our chat room, and uh, join the conversation. And uh, for now, this is Mark signing off. And Sean signing off. <laughs>